and welcome to Wide World of Fan Fiction, where fan fiction is treated as the high art form that it is. And to celebrate the purest form of literature and also to lie, we are doing patriotic fan fiction about patriotic people or stuff or people who have American flags on them. Let's do that. And today's patriot is... Captain Captain Adam from Justice League, because yes, he is a person in a thing, and he was in the military, so <laughs> he's also my dad's one of my dad's favorite characters. So hi dad, you're sleeping now, but I love you. <laughs> and and today's fan fiction is called The Tempest by Cold Queen. And it is finished, so once in a lifetime. <laughs> Album coming out soon anyway. Finished with a special surprise ending. When Huntress Artur returns to the League, things get interesting when a love triangle erupts between her, Captain Adam, and Question. Who will win this sordid tale and who the hell is Question? <laughs> it's rated T. It is romance humor. And it is all those people there. 13 chapters, 21,000 and change words, 62 review, 38 faves, 10 follows, and it was updated in 2006, so pretty close to around the time when Justice League, this animated series was out, so. Title, The Temptest, Gen John Genre, Genre, Cartoon, Series, Justice League Unlimited, Characters, Hunter slash Helena Bertinelli, The Question slash Fix Age, Spoilers up to question authority after the AU, which is something you, you're supposed to read. I didn't have time to read that, but you can go read. Oh, crap. My glasses. <laughs> my blue light glasses. Rating T. Summary. Two months after Huntress helps the question get free of his captivity in question authority. She hasn't heard from him. Imagine her surprise when she does hear from the League. Asking her to come back, romantic triangle ensues, as well as various hijinks. Chapter 1. Introduction. When he wore his mask, he was questioned. A cataloger of information of great and no importance. He was a ghost. Someone who ex existed nowhere, but existed nonetheless. His home was the Justice League space station, the Watchtower. Though he was a... Though he, Though he was much a recluse there, he was accepted and welcomed. After all, his talents were of great need to them. When he didn't wear the mask, he was Charles Victor Saz, better known as Victor Sage. She called him Vic. When they were snuggled close in bed or when she was angry with him, it was always Vic. She didn't know his past, of course. She had no idea he'd grown up in a Catholic orphanage or he'd been heavily into drugs as a collegian. He would never tell her, however, she was his angel. And angels didn't look kindly onto sinners. Sinners don't get second chances. He let her go so that she could have a better life. She could live a life without fear or violence or even him. He hoped that she would move on and forget him, even if he didn't forget her. The night called to her when she was the huntress. It was like a hunger in her, to feel the air rushing around her as she chased down the evil of society. It was a calling, and he alone had understood that. She may not be moral, nor may she be good, she be good but she'd had him. 
Vic had kept her from going too far. He always had. Sometimes, though, his stare would make her feel guilty for being who she was. When that happened, she got angry. The huntress angry was never a good thing. The children loved Helena Bertinelli. They never believed that she regularly aimed at a crossbow at a murderer's throat. To them, she was a gentle and kind. She was a gentle and a kind. A mother figure! Vic never saw that in Helena. She made sure of it. She put on her show of being tough and hard. She kept him at a distance that way. She made her home in Gotham, and he'd never seen that either. They'd gone on dates for a month, then it'd, then it'd taper away, to be expected. They had nothing in common now that she'd been kicked out of the Justice League. None of it mattered. She wasn't Huntress. She'd give him that identity up, along with anything hero-related. She had no place in his world, the world of superheroes, conspiracies, and danger. She was a kindergarten teacher! <laughs> Her mind was on what to do for Chris next week, not on who had robbed the Gotham City Bank, or so she told herself. The day was bright and clear, with, <clears throat> with temperature already hitting the 80s. Helena raced around the corner, already afraid of being late. She'd gotten up at 5 a.m., but no matter how much time she allowed herself, she never managed to get out of the house before 7.30. Damn school, she swore under her breath as she tried to hail a cab while maintaining the bounce of the large box in her arms. It wasn't easy, but Helena managed to do it. Why had she volunteered to bring the craft supplies for the week? What the hell did fifteen five-year-olds need with seven boxes of popsicle sticks? Not to mention the seven pounds of paste. It wasn't really the weight throwing her off. It was the distribution. Why had someone put the glue on one side of the... Helena grunted as she went flying. Whoever had said into her had hit her hard because she went sailing into a parked cab. Unluckily, the box went flying the other way. As the sounds of thousands of popsicle sticks hitting the ground reached her ringing ears, Helena moaned in horror. Of course, she could have been moaning in pain. From the feel of a rearview mirror jabbing into her hip. No, it was the popsicles. Oh my god! Stop, Shook! Are you alright? A man's deep southern voice called out as Helena finally got up the nerve to open her eyes. She ignored the voice and cursed aloud as it took, as she took in the sight of all the trouble she'd just experienced. As she kneeled and started to push the sticks back into the box, the man behind her left. Quite a mouth you got on you! Helena shot a death glare over her shoulder and froze. He was gorgeous. All tall and boy next door sexy, blonde hair, blue eyes, and from the look of the suit, a tight body. Apparently, he was lacking the view as well, or at least his eyes were from the way they crawled from her heels to her short skirt. Now pulled tight over her <laughs> she kneeled, and up to her lips. Don't get me wrong, he continued, it's a nice mouth. Helena jerked her attention from his mouth and concentrated on her problem. What the hell happened? A gentleman went into you and you fell, the blonde hunk offered hopefully, helpfully, now kneeling to his sister. Why did he bump? Oh, oh, no. Helena looked around startled. My purse! Do you see my purse? They searched through the sticks and looked around, but it was gone. Helena felt like screaming. She was going to be late. She lost her cell phone and her keys and her money and everything that she held in her purse. So there was no way for her to call the school, and then she had to run in her, run in her hose. Today was great. She was not going to cry. Crying was for girls. Are you all right? Mr. Gorgeous asked. Helena studied the tall man next to her, the popsicle sticks on the ground, and the run in her hose. No, I am not. At that moment, the cop showed up. Now understand. 
Helena had nothing against cops, per se. The two just didn't get along. She didn't like that the cops of Gotham lifted up to the Night Crusaders. Otherwise, known as her, her as the Bat Crew to take care of crime. Well, they got bad on donuts. Now was no exception. What do you want, Helena demanded as the two officers got out of the car, both hesitating at the, at the vehemence in, in that statement. We had a report of a mugging, one explained, taking in the situation. Helena's... Uh, yesterday. Helena's anger, the Adonis's slightly bemused face in the sticks. Maybe we should take this downtown, Helena groaned. I've got work and no money and no ride. She have continued, but then the innocent bystander, who was hot and hunky and making her drool, offered an alternative. We can take my car. I'll even stay with you, seeing as I witness everything. But probably what my statement. Might as well save you the cap bear. He explained with a congenial smile. The cops agreed, and Helena was placed in the back of a stranger's car and hustled off to the nearest precinct. You didn't have to stay. I didn't need your support. Helena burst out at the Adonis as they left the precinct an hour and a half later. The blonde had stayed with her while she gave her state <clears throat> statement, and been questioned by several people and waited for the announcement that she could leave. Yeah, well, a southern gentleman doesn't leave a lady in his trust, he explained. I'm not a lady. His eyes swept her form from toes to head. That's debatable. Who are you? she asked. Stopping on the corner and turning to him, he smiled. My name's Nathaniel Christopher Adam, but you can call me Nate, he said quickly while bending over and kissing her hand where he'd grasped it. Well, Nate, I'm late for work, Helena replied, pulling her hand away and throwing it up to call a cab. Nate grasped it and pulled her back to face him. They said you should go to the hospital, make sure nothing's broken. Helena glowered. I don't like hospitals. Nate smiled. I'll go with you, darling. We can unlike them together. Why are you stalking me? Helena asked and asked a stone and... Make my cat maybe congested. Or both congested, it's a curse. Must be all... Must be all the sweet talking. I figure afterward we'll grab some lunch, have a date. Nate, Nate said laughing as he called a cab and pushed her inside before she could protest. Sweet talking. Oh, sweetie, I'll show you sweet talking, Helena threatened. And here I thought you didn't like me. Yeah, <coughs> Darn cat all on my laundry and stuff. Thankfully, he did get off. This isn't part of the story. I'm rambling now, but he did get off and it, I think it should be dry in the washer. Yes, I timed the show to my laundry. You're welcome. Anyway, <laughs> question was at his terminal, running several different searches when a window popped up on the screen. It was an alert designed to pop up when one of the Justice League's members or former members' real name slash other aliases popped up anywhere in the criminal law slash computer system. The criminal slash law computer system, I'm sorry. It had popped up several times a day already, given the Justice League's profession and tendency to interfere in crime. But this time, something was different. It was hunt it was about Huntress. Apparently she'd been in some sort of mugging? Question felt a tingle of worry. Though the report said that Miss Bertinelli had received an injury, it didn't say if she was hurt or a lot or a little. Had she been stabbed or shot? It was Gotham when she was the daughter of a much maligned late mob boss. Maybe an old foe decided to make the daughter pay for the sins of the father. <clears throat> Grabbing his trench coat, Question decided to go check up on her. They were friends after all, even if they weren't together anymore besides. He wasn't sure he could stop himself. That was chapter... Ooh, we might have time for another chapter. Chapter 2, Identity! 
They strolled along the park at dusk. Usually Helena wouldn't be caught dead in the park, day or night, but Nate had convinced her to walk across with him. She hadn't done it for pleasure, however. She was just protecting him from the delinquents who frequently robbed people there. Did you enjoy yourself today? Helena scoffed, getting mugged, spending hours at the police station, spending hours at the hospital, going back to the police station to get my things, and then having to deal with you all day? Yeah, it was fun! Nate grinned, no need for sarcasm. Helena felt herself grin back. Who are you? Didn't you have something to do today, soldier boy? Nate froze and glanced at her, soldier boy. Am I wrong? You hold yourself like a soldier, very stiff. At the station, you were very easy with all the sirs and bureaucratic shit. This all didn't help that you are wearing a military-issue dress shoes. Nate looked down and laughed, so I am. No, you're right. First sergeant at your service. He mock saluted her, and when he put his hand out, it just happened to wind around her waist as they walked. And you? What do you do? You already know that. I'm a kindergarten teacher. And before that? Helena shifted uncomfortably. What do you mean? Your body is lithe but muscular. When you found out you'd been mugged, your stance became combative. I think you've had training in some sort of martial arts. Since when do kindergarten teachers need that? Been in a public school a lot lately, Helena joked, though her voice was strained as his words stuck a little too close to home. Why are you checking out my body anyways? Nate grinned but recognized the diversion tactic. It's a nice body. Helena smiled back as they neared her block. I've worked so hard on it. Nate gave her a leer. I can tell. She drew her key from her purse and shrugged off his arm. At the bottom of the stairs, she turned to him, making it clear that she wasn't letting him up. No matter how grateful she was that he'd stay with her all day, obviously not doing what he had planned. She wasn't the type of girl who just jumped into bed with people she didn't know. Thank you for staying with me. It was my pleasure, Helena, Nate replied, bowing, kissing her head jokingly. Helena laughed and waved him away. Now go do whatever it was you were supposed to be doing when you were staying with me. Helena said as she started up the stairs to her door. Helena! Helena called and studied Nate as he yelled her name in the middle of the street. What? Have dinner with me tomorrow? This man is certifiable, was all Helena could think as she nodded. He was cute, so she could overlook the air of surreality that had clouded this entire day. She watched as Nate gave a small wave and walked away into the shadows. For some reason, he made her smile, something that was rare in and of itself these days. Helena removed her pile of mail from the box and struggled to get the door open. It had a habit of sticking her quite a little more, for more force than should have been necessary to open. When the door opened suddenly from the inside, she forgot all her training. The only reaction she had was to drop her mail to the floor, and that was, that was more from being startled than trying to get combat ready. Who was he? She shouldn't be surprised. Why, should she, why shouldn't she be surprised? Was it because her life could never be simple? Was it because her luck that it had just when that just when she was relaxing something else had to pop up? It was something and it wasn't good. What do you want, Vic? Helena asked, kneeling down and retrieving her mail, slowly walking to the dark living room. The sun had set now, and Vic hadn't turned on the lamp when he let himself in. She's she set set down the pile of bills <laughs> and magazines and turned the lamp on before moving further into the room. Vic watched as Helena stretched, pulling the hairpins from her hair as she did so. That long, luscious mane of cold hair fell down about her waist. He'd always loved her hair, loved the way it caught the light, and became almost blue with its highlights. Helena laughed as she realized what he was looking at and startled him out of his reverie. I was concerned. Your name came up on my computer. Helena gazed at him deeply before continuing through the living room and into the hall. Vic followed. So what I do now...
Nothing yet. It said you were mugged and hurt. Vic, continu Vic continued to follow her all the way into the kitchen where she retrieved a water from the fridge and turned to glare at him. Keeping tabs, Vic? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Question. Helena gestured to his faceplate, knowing him well enough to know what he he preferred to be addressed as question when he was in disguise. The Justice League prefers to know just what members, non-members, and prospective members are doing that gets them into criminal reports. Lena smiled. And just which of those am I? You'll be surprised to know that they're considering letting you back into the League. Helena smiled bitterly. Been, been campaigning for me, Q? No, Batman has. Helena jerked in surprise. What? I was as surprised as you, apparently, since he wasn't on the vote on the vote to evict you. He feels he should have had a say. Doesn't matter, Q. Question stared at her. What do you mean? I might not want to go back. Even if they asked you back? Helena shrugged. Who wants to work for hypocrites? I thought helping people was your life. No, the children are my life now. And that man? What man? The one who yelled your name? What about him? How does he play into this? They kept their voices neutral, both refusing to give the other any emotion. He's fun, doesn't ignore me. Her tone was just a bit cutting as she murmured her response, question side. I didn't ignore you, I was busy, I know. Helena smiled and brushed past question on her way to the front door. If you were to join the Justice League, which they haven't even offered yet, then we would be together more often. So you say. Helena smiled as she opened the front door. He held open the front door for her. You know who he is, don't you? Question asked as he walked out, stepping at the last minute to ask her that question, referring to Nate. Nate, of course. I'm not the complete imbecile the Justice League thinks seems to think. He's Captain Adam, sent here to spy on me for the Justice League. Question laughed. Not spy, judge. It's a last step in seeing if you're ready to return. Helena stepped close and ran, ran her hand down Q's face mask. I know. Further proof that I don't need you. With that statement in the air, she pushed Q out the door and shut it in his face. And Chapter 3, Induction. Chapter 3, Induction. The date went well. For all the pretenses that were layered on it, like a shroud of oppression that threatened to make Helena suffocate. Yes. Slightly dramatic, but the edge of tension between herself and Nate had sharpened between yesterday and today until it seemed as if every small touch and comment was a blade aimed for a crucial point of the body. Helena sighed. She really needed to stop reading romance novels. As she attra as attracted as she was to Captain Adam in this illusional form of his, Nate wasn't real. Ever since that radiation accident, Nathaniel had become Cap Captain Adam. This date was just a job for him, much like the question the pleasantries of normal life were, were lost on the superhero. What was it about aloof men that drew Helena? Probably the same thing that drew normal women to, un to unobtainable men. The challenge. Something wrong, darling? Helena forced a smile on her face. What do you mean? You're frowning. Nate replied as he toyed with her hand on the tablecloth. Helena drew it away and placed it in her lap. Did I do something? Let's get out of here. I'm not hungry, Helena said by way of explanation. This was her first date, and she already she was unhappy with him. That didn't bode well for the relationship. Nate paid for the tap for their drinks, and they left the posh restaurant. Helena would have preferred to walk, but it was raining, so they caught a cab. The entire way to her apartment, they were silent. Nate studied her, and she, and she stared unseeing out the window. Despite their intense attraction to one another, Helena couldn't even contemplate spending time with him until she knew the truth. A glance at the cabby in front told her this was not the place to. Ha this was not the place, however, 
Nate studied Helena's tense face and knew something was wrong. After dropping Helena off yesterday, he hadn't left. He circled the block and used an alley stairway to gain access to the roof across the street. He seen her on the question arguing through the front window and had watched as she slammed the door on Keith's face. And surprised he didn't see the question there. It was common knowledge that Q and Huntress had a thing after she was evicted from the Justice League. Apparently the thing lapsed quickly, but the jealously Q was now exhibiting seemed to make more of the situation than what was popularly believed. It didn't matter too, too much too much to Nate because it was still had given him the opportunity to use his charm to observe and test Huntress under Justice League orders. Unbeknownst to Helena, those orders had ended yesterday when he delivered her safely home and had taken up his observation perch. This date was all his doing. Within minutes, they were outside Helena's apartment. Word wordlessly, they entered, with Nate removing her soaked coat and setting it on a coat hanger near the door. She continued wordlessly into the living room, leaving him to remove his own coat and join her. What's wrong, Helena? She sat in the lounge chair, covered in shadows, not realizing that she was mirroring questions positioned from yesterday. Isn't it better that you call me Huntress? Nate froze in the act of sitting down for only a second, but it was enough to confirm Helena's suspicion, suspicions. And I guess I'll call you Captain. Nate sat back and watched as Helena leaned forward, allowing the light to expose the anger on her face. He sighed softly and pressed several buttons on the on the watch on his wrist. The image projected by the small device, that of a normal pink-scared human, dissipated and left in its place his true form. Captain Adam's true form was a baby blue gas contained by a special U.S. Army-designed suit, and all Helena could think about was how it might feel under her fingers. <laughs> he waited until she looked her she looked her fill to speak again. Are you upset that I hid it from you? Helena laughed and sat back in the shadows again. Upset? Yes, but not for that. I'm upset that the Justice League think it's all right thinks it's all right to use people the way they do. I wasn't good enough before, but hey, let's test her again and see if she's better now, Helena replied mockingly. It's not like that. It's exactly like that, and you're helping them do it to do it to me again. What's on the agenda tonight, Cap? Was someone try was trying to R me? Were you going to watch and see if I killed him? Nate frowned. The mugging yesterday was set up by the Justice League. Remind me to smack the flash for the bruise he caused me. I'd also might be less telling if the culprit in my purse weren't gone literally a second after the incident. Nate gritted his teeth. They weren't sure you were safe. So they test me like a child? I teach children, Cap. I don't need to be treated like one by hypocrites who govern over the world like tyrants. Is that how you really feel? Helena, once again, was not surprised by the sudden appearance of people in her house. She really needed new locks. Why, yes, Batman, it is. <laughs> the Dark Knight took a step out of the darkness in her, out of the darkness of her hallway and took in the situation. Helena pissed off and, and dangerous in a chair, and Captain Adam barely restraining his own anger on the couch. And I assume you're going to refuse the invitation to come back, even though I worked very hard to procure it for you. And why did you do that, Batty? Helena asked with false sweetness in her tone. Her eyes still locked angrily on Captain Adam. Because I agree with you. The Justice League needs someone willing to challenge them from within to their own misconceptions. I do not want that job. So you're assigning it to me? Helena asked incredulously as she stood and turned to stare at the dark night, where he stood in the shadows behind her. Batman quirked his eyebrow. Yes? And why should I accept it? Helena asked in response. 
her sauciness flaring up again. She always did love irking Batman. Despite appearances, you care for people and enjoy protecting and helping them. What makes you think that, Mr. Black Bat? Your actions speak louder than words, Huntress, Nate interjected. I'm not Huntress, Helena responded, glaring at Adam, and I haven't been for weeks. Would you give it up forever, Batman asked, already melting into the shadows, knowing her answer. Would she give up the exhilaration of saving lives and being needed? Would she give up the rush of being high above the city and on a mission that most people would never know about? Would she give up her mask and crossbow, two things that had defined her for the past five years? No, I wouldn't. But I don't need the Justice League to do it. Captain Adam rose and towered over her while she sat leisurely in her chair. You would ignore that the... the, the that the people need you. Yeah, the Justice League is doing the calling. Helena nodded with her before walking away. Behind her, Nate's voice called out. And if I asked you back? She froze in the doorway and turned to him. Why would you do that? He smiled. Because you're not an unstable, as unstable and crazy as rumors say. He couldn't help it but smile. Even, even if I do curse like a sailor. Even if, Nate replied, stepping close and brushing a lock of hair off of her face. Off her face. Tonight had nothing to do with the League and everything to do with you and me. I wasn't even supposed to contact you after yesterday. Why did you? You're hot, and I've seen you in a leather leotard. Oh, Captain! Helena grinned contemptuously. It seems I'm not the only one who likes to disobey the powers that be. You're already a bad influence on me. Helena liked the sound of that. Really? Interesting. Still doesn't tell me why I should come back. Nate looked serious. Something is coming. No one knows what, but all the magically inclined people are agreeing on this. Dr. Fate has come out of retirement to help us figure it out. But whatever it is, it's coming in under the radar. We're going to need all the help we can get. You need team players, not me. Nate grinned and stepped even closer so, so that now the lines of their bodies were touching. I think you play pretty well with me, sugar. Sugar, what? That's different. How? You wouldn't have to work with many people... You dislike. Black Canary comes to mind, Helena thought, as she considered the proposal Nate was making. And you? And me? What about you? How do you feel about me joining the League again? Well, we barely had a first date, but if you come back, I'm almost guaranteed a second. Are you care? All you care about is your libido, huh? Nate grinned and dipped his head to kiss Helena lightly. Oh yeah, I'm very selfish, babe. Helena grinned. I can see that. You know, Batman is probably still watching. Nate grinned and kissed Helena again. How exciting. Question leaned, the, leaned, leaned on the wall outside the conference room and waited for the founders of the Justice League to come out. They were inside conferring with Batman and several others, including Huntress. This meeting was supposed to be secret, but on an installation like this one, nothing was secret, especially not to him. Question knew that one of the things they were discussing was Huntress and her return to the League, but even he didn't know if she was. The Justice League was setting conditions for her return, and if he knew Huntress, then she would have a few of her own. She hadn't even glanced his way when she'd entered the room. With a sense of unease, he waited outside for the official announcement. He wasn't the only one, though. Captain Adam was also standing outside. He showed up seconds after the doors had shut and set himself up opposite question. After twenty minutes, Captain Adam felt the need to speak, an impulse that question had long ago mastered and subdued. Captain Adam's very act of speaking first put him in the disadvantage, something question appreciated. So, nice day, isn't it? Question stared at the man through his face masked, his dislike flowing off him in waves. Do you really think she's going to continue to date you? Captain Adam could see that pleasantries were abandoned on the floor, so he responded in kind. She and I have decided to continue seeing each other, though that's none of your business.
It's only my business. It's not my fault you let her slip away, Q, but where you lapsed, I'm picking up. Question slapped slapping and stood at attention. I let nothing lapse. She's talked to me about it, Q, last night. All night we spoke. You let your work dominate your life and she lost interest. It's no one's fault. You can't change the way you are. Says the gaseous being who quite literally became his work. It was a low blow and question regretted saying it. It was a touche subject, that of Captain Adams' accident. While working for the government, an explosion at a crucial lab on a late night had resulted in government scientist First Sergeant Nathaniel Adam being atomized, quite literally becoming a cloud of gas that could only be contained by a special suit. It had been extremely painful, and Captain Adam rarely spoke of it. Listen here, face boy. The doors opened and revealed to Helena a comical scene. Her new boyfriend, several inches taller than her old one, was face-to-face, -face, so to speak, with her old one. They were glaring at each other and clearly in the middle of an argument. Captain, I think you said something about lunch, Huntress asked, for she was Huntress again. The two men jumped apart and Captain Adam was the first, was the first to react first. Yes, a celebration lunch. We got something to celebrate, darling. Captain Adam asked, laying his action on thick, knowing that woman loved it. Yeah, we do. See you later, Q. Hunter said as she took Captain Adam's arm and they walked away. Question couldn't keep his eyes away from her swaying hips and admitted to himself that she fit her outfit a little too well. Flash stepped out next to him and followed the new couple as they walked away as well. He was rubbing his arm as if it hurt. She's vicious. Question turned an inquiry to the Flash. So he explained, she hit me. Question swelled underneath his mask where Flash couldn't see. She hates it when she bruises. It shows her how human she is. I didn't mean to. I was just doing what I was supposed to. Yeah, you threw her into a car. <laughs> Flash sighed. I'm beginning to think you're on her side. Always was. That was chapter three, and there are 13 chapters. So, yeah. I, oh, we are definitely, yeah. We're over the time, and that... There were a few, uh, she, she, uh, there were a few little, uh, spelling and, uh, not pickle or, or rolling levels, but there were a few minor grammar. And, and honestly, incomplete, and like, like, incomplete sentences in the first chapter, I recall one, but this, once again, pretty solid. Yay, whoever picked this one. <laughs> it's actually a really good Example of an AU one because it, Captain Adam is really acting out of character. He's he like they said he's a gas he's gas in a metal suit and he doesn't have the parts. He's really not into dating women or people. And <laughs> it's kind of this is like not the worst one I've read. And I've, I wonder if like there was a question like huh. We make it more sure. How can you get the mix? Make it M. How can you get the parts? <laughs> it's like yeah, it's all that. Honestly, it doesn't throw me off that much because there was a warning, but it's yeah. you know what the question of the huntress was. One, it was like a pairing people never like thought of, but it actually <laughs> it worked on the show. And to see it so yeah, I'd say this is pretty solid. Would just clean up some of the spelling and make. And put commas into the periods and make sure you're not typing the words twice. That pretty so and yeah, and I think I think this this person is a cold queen has to be British because she said lounge instead of living room. 
And they, woo, they have been since 2003, and they updated in 2018, so they're still pretty active. And they do a lot, oh, they do a lot of movies and comic hair. I think they do all the categories. So, yeah, if you're into all, all the anim, like anime, car cartoons, slash comics, Star Trek, excuse me, Stargate, Gra Grace Anatomy, Sky High, Samurai, that's an anime, that's a cartoon, slash X-Men, oh, TV. They 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 have some range. So go check out Cold Queen on fanfiction.net, and I will leave the link to the entire thing in the description. And else, and also, what else was they gonna say? And yes, yeah, so they know they know their fandoms and stuff pretty well. But dang, this is actually some really good characterizations. Like, well, besides Captain Adam, who was like like way out of character here, it's like. These are things these people would say, and <laughs> obviously it's for humor parody for a Captain Adam to be acting out kind of crazy, but this, I'd say this, I would refer to this as a good example of what, well, what I said earlier. Yeah, so I probably would, if you want to, like, read or be inspired by something, I, I, I'd go to this one, actually. <laughs> This was actually good, besides all the... What, what, well, let's find the one little thing I didn't like, so we could we can just ruin the compliment sandwich, and... It was in the first... Well, it was somewhere in the first chapter. If you can find it, you get a prize because I forgot where it was. But thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Oh, and also you can submit your own fan fiction to the Facebook page. And also come to Midwest Comic and Toy Fest 2 in Bloomington, Illinois, where you will see my ugly face. And also Carlos, Alice Larky, and lots of cool people with I have the flyers right over here, but I'm too lazy to grab them. There's going to be a maid cafe and stuff. I can't say that because it's not announced on the Facebook page. You have to be part of the official vendor chat to get that. Very exclusive. All you have to do is apply to be a vendor. Then you you could also apply to be a vendor and get that information if you want to. They lack money in Bloomington. <laughs> Anyway, go to that and uh, oh, what oh, did I think oh, yes, I did. Have a wonderful day, and also. Uh,